What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the RP Experience. I'm your host, Andrew Eichenhardt, with Real Producers. And today, we're going to be talking with Steve Phillips, who is with CCG Certified Public Accounts. CCG Certified Public Accounts is a valued partner with Southwest Florida Real Producers. I can't even say it right now. Uh, Steve, it's great having you on. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Andrew. Pleasure being here. Yeah, excited. Steve is the managing partner with CCG CPAs. Uh, Steve specializes in retirement planning, taxes, financial planning, and accounting. Steve is going to be a wealth of knowledge today, and I'm very excited to talk about different topics and really dive into those discussions today. So welcome. Um, Thank you. One of the big things we're going to be talking about um, in our topics today is what can realtors and business owners do to prepare uh, for tax reasons, as well as what should they know in regards to taxes? So um, before we dive into taxes, can you give the listeners a little bit uh, understanding of who you are? And sure. did, when you were young, did you uh, dream of taxes or how'd you get so into it? Actually, the opposite. So I'm a family of accountants. Okay. My dad was an accountant. My mother was an accountant. My aunt was an accountant. My other uncle was an accountant. The joke in my family is you become one of two things, an engineer or a CPA. Uh. So I was going to be the different guy. I was going to focus on finances and not taxes or accounting. <laughs> Until I, it just pulled me back in. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun right now because I get to help a lot of my clients do both, plan for the future, right. plan for now address their tax needs and help businesses grow. Right. And do a lot of the things that that I was brought up in a family of accounts. Things like basic blocking and tackling, savings, reporting, tracking your income, managing your books, um, running a business. Right. You know, Andrew, you and I have talked about it. Realtors are business owners. Mm-hmm. There's they're responsible for everything they do, all their own taxes right. and everything. They're not given any other advice. Right. Um, perfect example is most of my clients that are executives or employees, they're given retirement plans. They're given health insurance. They're right. given this. Realtors don't get any of that. Mm-hmm. They're on their own. Mm-hmm. They got to figure it out on their own throughout that. So it's a big part of it. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's cool. So, so what, did you do anything before taxes or did you try to try, try to get down it, you know, yeah, with anything else? I lasted before? a couple months, <laughs> you know, I ended up going back to graduate school for master's in accounting and then passed my CPA exam and been there for 25 years doing it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, and, um, always down here in South Florida. No, I've been down here uh, 20 years. Is that every, uh, you yeah, know, it's pretty much, that's you know. a debate in Florida. How, yeah. When, when you become a Floridian. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 20 plus. I yeah. think you're good. So I moved down here in 03 from the DC area, worked um, worked for one of the public builders, two of them actually. And then the lovely years of 2008, 2009 changed my world and said, you know what? Maybe I should put my shingle out there and see what this is all about. Right. And the rest is history. I, I guess we've been going this form firm of form of my firm easier said than done, um, is going on seven years. Yeah. Um, I've added some great people on my staff, grown it, and we're doing some really neat stuff for business owners to help them save for tomorrow, yeah. reduce their taxes, and keep going. That's cool. Love it. Well, diving into what people should be doing, right? Because let's let's be real here. We all need some help. I know uh, you've been helping me through the process. Um, and, you know, these realtors always kind of probably have a million questions. So let's try to answer some of them. So when when in regards to probably the most important things realtors and business owners should know about taxes, what would you say? So 
first and foremost, I think you got to find somebody you partner with, you know, you've got to have great relationships, businesses, you don't do everything in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, you probably don't do the plumbing in your, in your units. Nope. All right. Um, I can tell you, they don't get down. Exactly. (laughs) Um, so you need to have, whether it's a tax coach, whether it's a business coach, you need to have people surround yourself with people that can help you do what you want to accomplish. Yeah. Um, you know, we work with a lot of our clients, some want it, some don't help them figure out how to keep score in their business. Mm-hmm. And that's so much what a taxes and counting is. The government tells you, you got to keep score because they want their piece. Right. But old uncle Sam wants this piece. Mm-hmm. Right. So much of what I do is help coach people to track what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, the best tax advice that I can give you simplistically keep good records. If you don't know where your money's going, it's hard to help. Right. I can't, you know, in your situation, Andrew, I can't follow you around and say, all right, man, that, why are we, let's deduct that. Right. You know, right. let's, that's business, you know? Um, so I, good record keeping in a sense, which doesn't have to be like handwriting or keeping all your, you know, receipts, but you're just saying, keep track of what's going on because yeah. that's the only way for you to, to step in and analyze it. Right. Correct. How, you know, if you're not analyzing your own business and you know, how many sales, how much revenue, how many closings you have, also keep track of how much time you're spending on, on home, on sales. Yeah. Where you're, you know, what are you sending to client, to customers? You know, how many gifts are you doing? What are you spending on advertising? Is the advertising work? Is the leads work? Are those things working? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We need them from tax time so we can, you know, cut uncle Sam out a little bit, right? Give him a little less than he wants. Right. 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 You're giving him, let, let, give him only what he's deserved. (laughs) Exactly. So we can, the way to say it, um, we can absolutely help do that. And then we can set up structures long-term, whether it's corp- corporate structures, whether it's retirement plans, whatever makes sense for them individually so that they're set up to succeed. Makes sense. Makes sense. So <clears throat> how do we cut him out from taking everything, right? How can a realtor, a business owner save on taxes? So, so the answer is, one of my tax professors said, listen, Uncle Sam's got all the marbles. He's going to win eventually, right? But he's not entitled to any more than he's entitled to. Con- you know, Congress sets the rules. We just need to have good record keeping and good tracking so that we know how to implement those rules. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, in complying with everything he wants done, all, you know, reporting, 1099s, as you hire people, make sure you're paying them correctly, he's going to get his piece, but you just want to make sure you're not leaving stuff on the table. Right. Mm-hmm. Making sure you're not giving him more than he deserves. That's right. You know, he's, he's not asking for any more than he deserves. Too many people don't know the rules and therefore don't necessarily sometimes will give him more than he deserves. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, if someone's not, not understanding that you can write off interest or marketing or whatever, then at that point, you are giving him more than what he deserves because he's saying you don't have to pay me for that. Correct. Anything ordinary and customary to the business, you can deduct and necessary for the business. So you're absolutely right. He doesn't care if you don't report expenses. Mm-hmm. It's a self-report. Our tax law is a self-reporting system. Right. You report what you believe is right and the government's got to prove otherwise. But they're pretty good at proving things, right? Yeah, pretty good. It's not a fun process. Yeah, I don't I don't wish that. So if anyone 
somehow is listening to this that uh, has that choice, please. Please yeah. don't pick me. Yeah, please. No, I mean, as a CPA for, for 20 some odd years, I can tell you it's not fun for the CPA. It's not fun for the advisor. And usually the, the IRS doesn't enjoy the process because it's not fun. Doesn't sound fun. Doesn't sound pretty. Um, so when you say if it's for the business, that it's probably something that you can write off. I mean, what are some big things that you'd say that you can't? Like, I mean, we, we can start to go down this rabbit hole of like, it's for the business, right? Yep. But like, where are some like big red flags? When we, we talk about this audit, right? That IRS getting involved. What are some big red flags that you've seen over the past 20 years that's going to set them off? I'll give you the one that sticks out the most. So I looked at a return uh, probably 10 years ago and I wasn't signing. It wasn't my client. Somebody showed it to me. It was a business for sale. And it was a photographer making about 200000 she had $80,000 of meals and entertainment. So I think she deducted every meal. I say she, it, I think it was a she, but it was every meal that ever incurred in a year. $80,000 is a lot of food. That's, I mean, my girlfriend loves to go out to dinner, yeah. but that's a lot of money. There's an old saying on Wall Street, bulls make money, bears make money, pigs get slaughtered. Just don't be piggy. Be reasonable. Keep good documentation. And you should be okay. Not <laughs> 80,000 in meals. Who are you eating? Tomahawk I, steaks every night? Like I said, I just saw the return, the, paper, the numbers on the paper, and I said, uh, she may not get audit this year, but she's at a high risk. I'm no mathematician, but what would that divide out to per day? 80,000 divided by 365? 250 bucks a day? Is that right? That's about right. 80 times 160, 160 times two. I don't have a calculator in front yeah, of Yeah, a, a roughly. It'd be over $200 a day, I think, if my mouth... Correct me, someone, please. Um, but uh, that's a lot of money for meals. Holy and, moly. And, and here's the other reality. If it was legitimate business deduction and legitimate, ordinary and customary necessary for the business, keep the receipts. Well, you know, the thing is, $80,000 for meal for a company that makes $10 million a Absolutely. year. Absolutely. All day long, right? Absolutely. You go out to dinner with your clients, whatnot, like, phew, makes sense. But 80000 out of two hundred, I understand the, the ratio. So, <clears throat> realtors sell waterfront properties. What about this boat thing? A lot of people have this talk, you know, because cars is one thing, right? You have a car, you have a lease, uh, yeah, you're driving your clients around, okay. That's, that's pretty easy, right? But this boat thing is kind of a gray area. It really depends the fact pattern. And okay. it depends the fact pattern, what are you using it, how much you're using it for personal, how much you're using it for business. If you have a boat and you're taking customers out to see the properties, yeah, you can deduct some of that. Um, there's very, boats become a little more sticky and there's a whole fact pattern you have to follow. But yeah, I mean, if you're taking clients, I'd absolutely, to see property, absolutely, I would deduct that trip accordingly. Now, when you say that trip, I mean, fuel, blah, 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 right? But can you deduct like the expense of the whole boat then? Not the whole boat, but a proportion. Okay. So percentage of the, the boat yeah. could I be mean, a this right is, up. This is where the sum of this. Interesting. Yeah, the, it is. And obviously really comes down to the, and some of it comes down to what does that cut? What does that individual do? How much is it? How much marketing, how much is, you know, is it, there's a huge fact pattern you have to follow. 
in order to make sure you're protecting yourself. And some of this is working with a professional to make sure, hey, you're documenting your fact pattern. Yes, I absolutely bought that boat specifically, and I never, I only use it for, for to take customers out to see properties, and I'm spending most of my day driving around. Then yeah, you're going to be able to take a higher proportion of it. Right, fishermen, they can absolutely. There's a whole like fishing captains, there's a whole fact pattern that has to be followed specifically to make sure that boat's deductible. Right. You have to, it comes down to the facts, then it has to be applied to the tax law and make sure you're dotting I's and crossing T's. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So it just comes down to is they have to be reasonable. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Who's reasonable? (laughs) That's a debate every day in my office. (laughs) Exactly. If I got five CPAs, we'd all have different opinions. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what should or shouldn't a business owner answer when asked a tax question from a client? So the answer is you're not CPAs. My, I have a professional license. I have to take 120 hours every three years. I have a master's degree in accounting. I have to take a very rigorous exam, which you know some will argue is even harder than the bar. Um, attorneys might argue otherwise, um, <laughs> but, and I have 20 some odd years of experience doing this of all different levels. So the answer is you probably should never give any tax advice ever. You should encourage them to talk to their tax professionals. Um, I love it every once in a while I hear a hairdresser or somebody who, or an Uber driver who starts giving tax advices to me in cars and I just chuckle, <laughs> you know, I, my firm does, we'll do almost. 2000 returns this year. I've seen just about every fact pattern over the last 10 years. You should start like being like, Oh really? Yeah. So what should I do in this case? Or what should, you know, and just play along. And have it's, a fun. Yeah. I've, like I said, everybody means well, you know, and everybody's got what we'll call our financial whispers, mm-hmm. um, who whisper, Hey, don't ever do this, do that. Don't do this. The answer is there's a right, every, there's a right situation for everybody. And that's a lot of what my job is to figure out what works for them. So you're, you're saying obviously that they need to talk to a professional if they don't listen and they're not going to go talk to a, a professional. What, what liability does that, they could be at risk for any bad advice. And what could that be? Like, what do you mean at risk? Like slap on the wrist? Like, I mean, how bad can that get there? You know, there's civil courts. Are you a licensed professional? Can you give that advice? Did that individual rely on it? What's the ramification? Listen, this country, you can sue just about anything for anything. Mm-hmm. Like realtors, yeah, should know that it can it can really disrupt their uh, do you their wanna, business. Do you want to be talking to attorneys or do you want to be talking to customers? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Attorneys are expensive. We don't want yeah. We don't want to. Tar- There's they're, some great attorneys out there. Hey, now. their hourly costs you a lot. Where where your hourly costs clients a lot. So exactly. you know you should probably want to talk to your clients. So, um, and you know the thing about it is you should always default to when in doubt. If you don't know, it's like let me ask a professional because uh, I, I'm a professional at you know selling or, or buying a home for you, right? Like that's what the realtor should be saying. Not I'm a professional at taxes or mortgage or title or whatever, right? These exactly. people should be staying. You know, so that makes sense. So, um, <clears throat> what would you recommend a realtor do when presented with questions related to taxes? Like you, we had said to divert, but like, you know, if they're really adamant, how can they navigate around that? Well, I think, you know, let's define taxes and not, they should know a lot about property taxes and things to that extent, really learning the property, the homestead rules, at least be familiar with it. But you want a caveat that, that you need to talk to their tax professional. Yeah. Because I, I tell everybody all the time, 
just because it might be tax deductible doesn't mean you get it. In other words, it's based on how much you make, what the limitations are, you know, how much other things you have going on. Listen, if you know in, no income, I can give you all the deductions in the world. You have no income. You'll lose money. Mm-hmm. You're not paying taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, then there become strategies at higher income levels that make sense that don't make sense at the lower level. If I can save you a dollar, I'm not going to charge you two bucks to do it. Right. That does make sense. Yeah. If, but if you're going to save $10,000, I can charge you two bucks and, and it makes economic sense to do it. Touche. Mm-hmm. Touche. All right. So <clears throat> what are some, what are a few things uh, you wish uh, more realtors or more business owners, let's say, uh, this would be specific to realtors, but should know about the property tax stuff? Um, just know the homestead rules, know the, you know, the valuations, okay. portability. Yeah. That's to me, those are the big things that I hear from the real estate. Um, be familiar with self-directed IRAs. If you're, if, if you're making those recommendations, I don't see that very often as much as I used to. Um, you know, work with a professional and knows that how to help you specifically run it. Yeah. Real estate's a unique industry. There's all sorts of rules and headaches and, you know, there's no absolutes. There's always, let's see if it applies to you. Yeah. Now you had mentioned keeping good records. That's the only way for you to help. Okay. But if I'm sitting in my shoes as a small business owner, or if someone is sitting there as a realtor in their shoes, Let's talk about some scenarios and advice that we can push on them that would set them up for savings and taxes for the next year. Yep. We're a little bit past uh, 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 doing any actions now, unless they maybe have an extension or something, uh, which you should probably plug here if they haven't got an extension. If you haven't got an extension or you're not talking, this is the (laughs) time. Most I can speak for my firm and a lot of firms out there were... It's just like the service industry, we're underserviced. There's yeah. my people are working their best and we're doing the best for our clients. Right. It's it's just a short staffed world. Yep. So so what can we do now to plan for the future? Right? Like what can they do in twenty twenty two? So in twenty twenty three, when they're getting their, their tax or they're helping do the tax, what what can they do? So the two things I'm gonna tell every realtor to do. One, keep good records. Document yep. it, document yep. it, document. Second, save, save, save. Okay. So the biggest challenge that I see with a lot of realtors, they'll go have great years. Right. The cash is rolled right back into their business, into other things. They don't have money. Make sure you put money aside for your taxes. It's okay to owe taxes. That means you made money. Mm-hmm. The biggest challenge and, and where my heart kind of starts bleeding is when I have to tell them, listen, you made a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, and you owe twenty thousand dollars to the government, and they don't have it. <laughs> They're like, oh, I spent that though. Yes. Because, you know, being in sales, sometimes you're only as good as your last sale and there's going to be good times and there's going to be bad times. Mm-hmm. For the top guys, they know it. They've lived it. But make sure you have money put aside because there will th- this market will yeah. ebb and flow again. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've seen good and bad times in this real estate down here. For sure. What happens if... <clears throat> Um, and I, I just know a lot of realtors are always curious and they get kind of in the weeds. If you were going to give a couple of examples besides, you know, keeping good records and saves of like what are a couple of things and it is challenging cause it's let's, let's preface this before you even this answer. Is not individual tax. I was advice. just going to say, Please, I, I know, I don't want people to say this is for, for everyone, everyone yeah. but I do want, I want some examples for some people because I don't, I don't want them, you know, um, 
I don't want them to take this and say, this is just applies to me. They need to, to consult. But like, what are some generic things that apply to most realtors? I think you brought some of that. Mileage is an obvious one. Yeah. The government says you must keep a mileage of what is business and personal. Okay. So how do they do that? I know there's like apps out there and stuff. Is that the best way or is it a percentage so or what? Apps, logs, write it in a, in a notepad or notepad something. or something. Apps seem to be the most efficient way to do it in yeah. a modern way. Um, the government says you got to keep a log. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not done very well. Mm-hmm. It's a low hanging fruit for yeah. an auditor. Um, that's the obviously one meals and entertainment, reasonable client gifts, customer gifts. Absolutely. Um, you know, if you're building your business, invest in people. Yeah. You know, if you're hiring administrative people to do the work that you yeah. don't want to be doing, that's a deductible business expense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the biggest advice I would give that I've talked to a lot of people over the last couple of years is don't waste money. In other words, everybody worries about the tax deduction and you'll see it around here. Oh, I got to spend money before the end of the year. Fine. You pay the government 30%, but if you're wasting money, you're giving away 70. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> So that's 70% of a pie that at least exactly. you could have kept. Exactly. It's okay to pay the government, you know, be smart with your money, use it to build your business, be more efficient and accomplish your goals rather than just don't search for the tax deduction. It's, it's very short sight. I, I, and we all do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm a business owner. Oh man, I, I got, I got to spend some money. I got to buy a new phone, new computer, new whatever. Yeah. Have you, uh, what's the, what's the one joker? It's, it's, it goes on the internet. It's like, it, it's it's a write off, you know. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, who who's paying for it? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. It's just a write off. It's a write off. Tax. It's a deduction. You know. Yeah. It's it's gone. I mean, you and I've bought, been at restaurants. You'll pick it up. It's, it's I, my, yeah. my family did that to me the other day. This is a business meeting. You can deduct it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, we got three questions to wrap it up here with. Every single guest gets these same three questions. First one: How has a failure or an apparent failure set you up for later success? And and do you have a favorite failure of yours? So I don't like to dwell on failures because good no Lord, every year's year's a different challenge. Um, last three years have been extremely challenging with COVID, but I actually think 2008 was 2009. I got laid off from a company in town, telecom company, our revenue dropped off and it really, I, I don't want to say it's a failure. I like to joke that corporate America left me, but right. it put me in the position I am business grown exponentially, working with great people out in the community, able to provide great advice that probably would have never been put in front of me if I mm-hmm. if it wasn't it wasn't kicked in the butt yep. to get out the door. Yeah. Makes sense. You know, it's it's I think two thousand for those of us who were down during the last major recession here, a lot of us learned some great life lessons of, hey, this is gonna go up and this is gonna go down, but the strong will survive. Yeah. Amen to that. When do you, when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused or you've lost that focus temporarily, what do you do? Uh, so my business coach will tell me to do meditate meditation and do quiet time. It's a lot of time with my family, which is not quiet time. Time on the boat. There you go. You know, we've run into each other out on the boat. There's just nothing great thing about Southwest (sighs) Florida. Yeah. You know, we can be out on the water enjoying disconnecting. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I can tell I don't, don't want to tell that secret that I can't. My cell phone doesn't work on the water. <laughs> but hey, if you're far enough out, it doesn't. It doesn't exactly. So, so it just depends on where you were. Right? Exactly. So you know you can disconnect from the other challenges of the world, and it's 
And I, I can speak for myself and a lot of businesses that are, that's the biggest challenge that's changed over the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know, something about water too, just that relaxing, that rock mm -hmm. a little bit. It's soothing. It's and we soothing. live in paradise. It is. This it's is why we live here. It is true. What are some bad recommendations or advice that you hear in your industry? Um, I think, a lot, you know, if I had constructively challenged, I think, and, and we get, we sometimes run into this, um, take the long haul, you know, we're, is sometimes it's okay to focus on the long, not just today. So I get a lot of clients who come into me and they're like, Hey, I want to deduct everything. Fine. I'm not paying. You're not going to let me pay any taxes. I'm like, okay, be smart, figure out what your goals are. And a lot of times they'll come in and, you know, we're going to write, get aggressive. We'll write off stuff. Um, that's legitimate. Um, and then they want to buy a house next year. <laughs> it, it, you gotta have a business plan on what you want to accomplish. Um, so I don't know if that answered that question. No, that's a good one. Pretty much because, you know, if they're, get, they're, if they're getting super aggressive or, or, you know, hey, I saved you all this money, right? Like, you yeah. know, I, you don't have to owe anything. But then you go next year and the mortgage, you know, individual comes in and goes, so I need to see the last two years of, uh, you know, making X amount of money. And they're like, oh, here you go. Here it is. I made all this money. Well, it's like, according to that, you made none. Yeah. Well, which one is it? Yeah, and right? I get that all the time. You need... And this becomes the gray area of what's business, what's personal. Yeah. Be, you know, keep good records. That's workable. Okay. Makes sense. Well, good. Well, Steve, thank you for, uh, thank you again for joining us today. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, uh, pleasure talking with you, having you on here. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Love it. As always, RP Experience is extremely thrilled to have you on here. And we're here at the Venture X and the podcast studio. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank Take you care. all.